Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here, and we have a special guest, which I'm really excited about. My sister-in-law, Kimberly, is with us today. Hello. Hi. We're actually, Hello. yeah, we're actually at a little Easter get together. So we are live and um, Lexi is zooming in with us, but I'm very excited because we decided we're going to do a little series um, inviting people on the podcast to talk about things that they're good at. Uh, I listened to a podcast with Jared not that long ago and they had a butcher come on and he just kind of shared tips and talked about butchering. And I thought, hmm, this would be fun. We should have skilled people come on and talk about their thing. So where was that? Where were you listening to that? <laughs> the wilderness warrior podcast oh i wonder who the butcher was do you remember someone from around my area i can't remember his oh. name now but it was very interesting you would have liked the episode i uh, should go listen to it yes you should was pastor uh, dan on that one yes or was it oh okay yeah, <laughs> i'll go listen them. to it yeah that's funny so Kimberly is really good at baking. So very flattering. At <laughs> uh, the past few years, she's been knocking it out of the park with cakes and cookies and pretty much everything baking. So we thought we'd have her on to talk to us about that. But for an icebreaker, I thought it would be fun if we told our biggest fails when it comes to baking. <laughs> <laughs> and when I told both of you this icebreaker, you both laughed. So I feel like that means <laughs> yes. we'll have a good one. I think people are terrified of, ba- of baking just because they think it's all sciencey and they're just terrified of it and they just won't try it because of that. And then you have all these baking fails as a result, but yeah, don't be scared to bake. Yeah. <laughs> you have to power through. You do have sure. to power through. Um, okay. So my biggest fail was Valor's birthday cake when, yeah, so last <laughs> year when he was two <laughs> and I had seen Kim making all these awesome cakes. And I was like, I can do this. I just whip it up. And I'm real bad about, like I've said about gardening too. I'm just like, I'll just figure it out. I'll just do it. Um, so like with zero research, just powered in. And uh, my cake was completely falling over. I didn't have the right ingredients for the icing. So I thought I would just like, you know, oh. whiz, whiz something together. And it ended up being can- like a candied, <laughs> like, I don't even know how it happened yeah. other than the ingredients candied and <laughs> the icing was terrible um, and hard and shiny. Uh, so yeah, it was real bad, but I put some toy deer on top and Valor thought it was fantastic. <laughs> and it was good. You called it good. <laughs> they don't know. No, they don't know. Okay. What's yours, Kim? Oh, uh, mine was, it's kind of my start in baking as well. When we first got married, we moved to Texas and, uh, it was the first time Scott had been away from home or either of us for that matter, um, over his birthday, especially in his mom oh. always made him like a special meal and a special cake. Oh. So I wanted to do that for him. And I, <laughs> uh, messaged her and called her and got the ingredients and everything and the instructions and I went and got cake mix, like the box cake mix. And I thought for each cake pan, I needed one box. And so oh. I got a box for each cake pan and then it just blew up, obviously. And I was like, what is going on? I don't remember this big. And then and I thought, oh my God, I don't even think I have enough icing for this. And so then I also didn't let them cool. And so um, I started icing it while it was warm. And then all the icing started melting and it just was streaming off the sides. 
And, <laughs> and the icing was homemade and pretty complicated. So I couldn't just whip up more really quickly and I didn't have any backups. So he came home. I, I think I ruined the dinner as well. And he came home. Oh, sad. Like, I didn't ruin the dinner because I was using a pressure cooker for the first time to make chicken and dumplings and it like exploded in the kitchen. <laughs> oh so, no. Like the, I released the valve too early and chicken water was like all over our kitchen. <laughs> And oh. cake literally was just looked like I had poured some like soured milk onto a cake. Oh. It like. like it was sad. Really, really bad, but it was inspiring yeah. <laughs> to be better. What else to do other than laugh and try yeah. again? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. okay. And I think it's important with baking to like, not take it too seriously because yeah. it is a ton of time to do it some is. things and you could literally ball your eyes out about it. Be I like, think that's well, why this people sucks get so hard. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. And they're usually right. saving it for a fun event that other people are going to see it at. Yeah. So maybe don't try baking for events. Maybe try it for fun before yeah. you do that, before yeah. you showcase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is our weekend cake, not our, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Not our like 25th anniversary that everyone's going to come to. Our- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too <Yes>. much pressure. <laughs> so okay. Lexi, what's yours? Um, I think mine was probably one of the worst ones was last year for my birthday. I really wanted this salted caramel apple cake that my friend had made the birthday before for me. Um, Jessica, if you're listening, I still love that cake, but it's, it's not hard. It's just, there's tons of steps because it's layered. You have apples, you're making salted caramel, you're making, it's, it's one of the ones that has, if I remember correctly, egg whites in the frosting, frosting's already hard than doing the egg white frosting's hard. Mm-hmm. So, and Cyril was, two weeks old. <laughs> so I just completely like ambitious. Half of the hands <laughs> were black. I never turned them. I just forgot to turn them because I was so tired. So half of the round cakes were black. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, we'll just eat the front half of the cake. But then Brian, I always freeze the cakes to like seal in the moisture before I frost them. And Brian just moved it around just enough in the freezer that it went under our ice box. So <laughs> then it like broke the cakes in half as it went in. And I just thought, you know what, darn it. I want this for my birthday. I really, really want this. So we ate it anyways, but it was, it was horrible looking. Mm. The half that was not burnt was really good, but it was horrible looking. (laughs) They all look horrible. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, that sounds like a really interesting cake though. Caramel oh, apple. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Really fantastic. Very good. I told yeah. Kim the other day about the strawberry dream cake. Yes. That you talk about before. That oh, one also did, sounds amazing. did you ask me to send that to you? I no. think you did. No, no, no. I actually just asked you who made it and you told me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Okay. So Kim, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I am 31 and I have two boys. They are three and one just turned two yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I've been married for six years. I spent five of those years in Texas and we just came back this past year and we've been remodeling a house from the ground up, which is beautiful, beautiful. Everyone should follow her on Instagram because her house is so awesome. More of the house because I don't have enough on there. I think your house is so beautiful. And I think that plays into why your baking is so you just have an eye for making things Mm. really pretty and it's style that is not I'm not good at. It's like really simple and clean and. Thank you. So why did you get into baking? Um, I first of all, love baked goods and especially anytime (laughs) I made something that was, um, 
just if it's from scratch you just feel it like it's just got a special feeling to it and it just makes you feel things and (laughs) I used to love when people would make me things I had a neighbor Mm -hmm. that would make me things that were really good and I thought man I I need like you I I could do this I need to be able to do this and myself for myself first and then it was it turned into I just love doing it too I feel like people are so appreciative when you bake them something from scratch. And especially if it's a pretty Mm -hmm. presentation, I feel like people just Mm -hmm. feel really blessed by it. So, um, it, that Mm -hmm. was kind of motivating to do it too. And I think our, my boys love baked goods, obviously, and Scott likes baked goods. So it's fun doing things that I know that they'll enjoy. Yeah. There is something just very sweet feeling whenever someone would give you something that they made from scratch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it's pretty, it's just, my neighbor gave me some cupcakes whenever I had Providence that were like the prettiest cupcakes I've ever seen. Yeah. And I want to eat them so pretty. They were so pretty. Yeah. Okay. So where did you start whenever you decided, okay, I'm going to be able to do this (laughs) a certain blog or website or Instagram, or just a lot of fails that, you know, learn from. (laughs) I started with cookies and I still love making lots of different cookies. Um, my mom always made cookies from scratch growing up and it was a big memory of growing Mm -hmm. up that we loved. All of our friends loved her cookies Mm -hmm. and it was something I wanted to do also for my family and their friends and things like that. So I started there. Um, and then cakes, um, I just got really interested in cakes all of a sudden a couple of years ago. And I, for some reason started saving pictures of pretty cakes. Cause I assumed Mm -hmm. someday I would try, but I was not going (laughs) to try anytime soon. And, um, my coworkers actually encouraged me to try. And the way that they did it was they would just start ordering cakes for me. They're like, I got a baby shower, Ooh. I made my cake. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never made a cake. Oh and I was like, well, if it's terrible, I'll buy you a cake. And that was kind of how I started it. And they were like, it's, so there was no pressure and it gave me good practice. And then mm. it was, I realized I really loved it. So, mm. but yeah, I have some favorite bakers that I follow, um, on Instagram, which one is Tessa Huff and Sally's bake blog. Just a couple of them. That's is that Sally's baking addiction? Is that yes. what you mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love her stuff. Yes, her stuff's super good. And um, Tessa Huff's uh, cake books layered. And then I forget what the other one was called, but that's what I used to make my first layer cakes. And I usually refer back to it a lot because it's just got good little tips and tricks in there. Cool. So on our podcast, we talk a lot about our reason behind doing things, or our philosophy behind things that our theology often, you know, as Doug Wilson says, is worked out through our fingertips. So do you have like a theological reason of why you started making beautiful cakes? Um, I think part of it, a lot of it is the artistry of it. I really do love um, the design of it Mm -hmm. and it is pleasing to me as well as hopefully to others. Mm -hmm. But um, for the boys in particular, I wanted them, I wanted to make things from scratch for them. Not that boys particularly remember things like that maybe when they're older but I hope they do I hope they yeah. remember it and then it's something that they're like my mom would put the time in when my mom would be like, baking my birthday cake or whatever it was and making it from scratch is important to me in that regard and then um just decorating it to be I love when things I always call it bringing the magic whenever <laughs> other people put the time in for this just like simple beauty that is just kind of adds to the specialness of an occasion yeah um, it is some of the things that makes my heart like burst the most. And so I was like, I want this in my life all the time. I'll just start creating it. And then I realized when I had kids that I wanted it for them as well. I want them to feel oh, that's cool on their birthdays and things mm-hmm. like that. So 
Whether or not the boys will appreciate it, I don't know, but I will be appreciating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. I bet they will. Oh, yeah, I mean, I I've said this before on the podcast about how I really want to set my food heights really high for my boys so they know what to look for in a wife. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It I know. I'm almost like apologetic to future wives. <laughs> like, I'm sorry if I'm ruining them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. I like <laughs> ransom. A l- for a little while after I had Providence put my sourdough starter in the fridge and just yeah. like, bought some loaves of bread and Ransom was like what is this <laughs> I hate this <laughs> like will you please make sourdough because he's got so accustomed to what sourdough tastes like the normal bread is just like well yes. like, no sourdough actually tastes like something yeah it tastes mm. I don't know how else to describe it yeah I know <laughs> Jared and I were Jared and I were joking his wife's gonna be like gosh darn it <laughs> I'm gonna have to there's no option he won't eat any bread <laughs> Okay. So something Jared and I talk about sometimes is because I love cooking. I love cooking more than I love baking. Um, and I think it's because I do have this kind of like wing it attitude with a lot of things and with cooking, that's totally an option. You can just wing stuff, but baking feels so much harder. Why, why is baking and cooking so much different? And do you also like cooking? So I did not like cooking until this past year, but, um, I think that was one of those things that whenever you, I was working full time the last five years and having babies. And so the time was limited Mm -hmm. and, um, I got into baking kind of selfishly because I was improving my skills there with my time, but I was not improving like meal planning for my family. So that's something that's grown Mm -hmm. in the last year that I've gotten better at and hopefully will continue to, but with cooking, it is easier because substitutions are pretty, you know, pretty versatile. You yeah. can kind of do what you want to do. You can kind of work with what you've got with baking. It is kind of sciencey. You're very yeah. sciencey. You've got to stick to it and use what you're supposed to use. Sometimes you can substitute, but it's very calculated, mm-hmm. very time consuming and fails are inevitable. I mean, humidity in the air can ruin your cake or ruin your bread <laughs> or whatever, you know? So I feel like challenging. with cooking too, you can taste it and be like, Oh, this needs a little more salt. Yes. Yeah. Do some people taste their batter? Like before I, I make a cake? I definitely taste my batter, but, huh. um, a lot of times with, with baking, it's like the cake is done and you're like, well, hopefully that one turned out good, but mm-hmm. you never know. And there was a time that I made an entire cake and realized at the end that I forgot to put the espresso in it. And I was like, Oh, sad. Gosh, my I mom made a pumpkin that. pie once and put no sugar in it. Oh, <gasps> which is, uh, which is a big, like <laughs> pumpkin is not the sweetest thing. No sugar. So, uh, we all started eating and it's like, what's wrong with this? She's like, oh my gosh, I forgot that sugar. Wait, I have a question now. Do you do any pastry baking or is it mostly like no cakes, cookies, yet. muffins, no pastries yet. yet. Okay. This cakes, cookies, muffins right now, but I'm going to be branching out. I, I did do a pie this year and that was my first pie, which was exciting, which is really beautiful. It was very fun to do. And I realized this might be something that I get obsessed with. So I'm excited to do that again. Uh, do you do much pastries? I do mostly pastries. I, we Come love on. pastries so much. And part of it, part of why I started baking more is because it's expensive for us to take our kids out to go do something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That uh, apple strudel recipe from venison for dinner. So, so good. Have you done that one? I don't know if I've made that one. It's so good. I actually did it with pears that we can last year for oh, my friend's yeah. baby power. It was delicious. Um, but anyways, you said pastries made me think of that. So I think for baking, you have to have the right tools. Well, for anything, I think a hobby yeah. is so much easier and better when you have the right tools for it. Um, and I'm learning that more and more that you really do have to just like drop some money if you're going to get yeah. into something well. 
And I was wondering if you have gear that is your like must have favorite stuff yes. for baking. So um, cake pans, I use the Fat Daddy-O cake pans and I've got eight inch and six inch and they just, you got an even bake. They come out clean. They're just good. They're very How good many pans. do you need? Do you need two or three? I take, I get three, really okay. you could have four because a lot of times I do a four layer, okay. but if I don't like right now with my fat daddy, cake pans, I have, I have a lot of cake pans, but I only have three of the good ones that I like. Okay. And I did a four layer the other day. So I did just like a hefty pour They're deep pans. So I did mm-hmm. a hefty pour two and then cut them in half. So I had four oh, layers. Okay. But How do you cut straight when you cut? There is a cake cutter and it's like Um, a wire cutter that you can set to a certain level and then it'll cut it. And so you can have your layers the exact. See, I knew, but you also want to weigh, you want to weigh your batter whenever you poured it to your cake pan. So, okay. You get the same size. So you like have a bowl on your kitchen scale and weigh out the batter and then put it in each cake pan. Yep. Okay. See this, this is all very useful tips. (laughs) Okay. So what about cookbooks? Have you had some that have been the most useful or? Um, definitely the, uh, Tessa Huff bake books are my favorite. And then the Sally's baking addiction. I used, I just look at her blog though. Okay. She's got books out, but she's updating all the time. And so I just didn't buy the books because she's usually revising her recipes and she'll say, this is a revision from my cookbook mm-hmm. from 2015 or whatever. And so I just usually use her blog. Okay. Okay. Do you have cake cookbooks that you like? Um, I like baking cookbooks, I guess. I like the America's Test Kitchen baking stuff. Mm-hmm. I have some of their, I don't have like an, ex, oh, I do. I have like their naturally sweet one that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have like a family meals cookbook from them that has a lot of cake and baked goods in there. Okay. Um, I really like for like pastries. I think I usually end up with New York Times recipes. I like French pastries. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen like the French pinwheel pastries? Yeah. I've seen okay. It. I like like French and Jewish type of pastries. Okay. <laughs> so I usually end up with New York Times stuff for that. Mm-hmm. I haven't really found there is Becca Merkel references that Jewish cookbook she uses often mm-hmm. um, on their podcast. I really want to check that out because I think there's like a lot of uh, Jewish breads in there that I'd like to try. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like Sally's baking addiction. My sister-in-law who makes and sells baked goods told me that she really likes to use a lot of her recipes. So that's kind of where I, I camp out there. Another one I like is, um, brown eyed baker, I think is her name. Okay. I don't know if you've got, or maybe it's yeah. Brown eyed baker, but I don't have a ton of, I actually want to get more like cake books, but it, I also don't want to spend the money if I can just use a blog. So I know. you got to do the Amazon use section. Did yeah, you know that oh, was a thing? I do. I didn't know you could yeah, get cookbooks not. used. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like five bucks. Oh, you didn't sometimes. know that, Jordan? No, I didn't yeah. know you could get cookbooks <laughs> used. No, she it's said that amazing. the other day at Miles' birthday party. I was like, what? <laughs> what? I never, or I wait forever to order a cookbook because it's like so $30. They're so expensive and they're hardback. Yeah, they're usually beautiful. So you're like, I'm paying like $30 for this cookbook. Why did I not tell you this? I don't know. You failed me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um the half baked harvest cookbook that is got for Christmas has oh, a really yeah. good baking section in it. Oh I need yeah, to she's that. got great ones. Um on the other end of the sure. baking spectrum of like really easy everyday stuff. Um my uncle got me one that's called snacking cakes. And they're like one bowl super easy cakes, just if you want to whip something up in an afternoon for your dinner or something like that. And it has a lot of fun ones in there too. Huh. So um, okay. Now I just have like a couple random questions. Okay. So with bread, 
you can tell when it's done by inserting your little thermometer in the bread. And if it's like over 190, you know, yeah. you're good. What about cake? Cause I, okay. I do the toothpick thing, but mm-hmm. I don't want it to be overdone. Mm-hmm. How do you know? With cake, it's a little bit easier than bread. There's um, usually a lot of uh, moisture in there. So there's a lot of, there's egg in there. There's some sour cream or applesauce or buttermilk or like something that's made it pretty moist. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always under do my timer and I keep it. How much? Like I usually do anywhere because with, you don't really know what your oven's internal temp is unless you get an internal right. thermometer, which do I don't have. have. Yeah. I want and I have a new oven now. So mm-hmm. I used to kind of know generally what my old oven would do on a regular recipe, mm-hmm. but with this oven, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I just go about 10 minutes under. Cause usually it's about 30 minutes that I'll have to bake, um, a cake. So about 20 minutes, I'm in there checking it with a toothpick in different mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just keep a very close eye on it until the end and Mm -hmm. I'll pull it as soon as I've got a clean toothpick. So it's not like a, I'm sure other people have better strategies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have a strategy on that? That's what I was going to say. It's just like a knife. If it's, if it still looks like batter when it comes out, I just cook it longer. Okay. I've had to really learn to turn pans too. I think I used to Mm -hmm. completely ignore that all the time when it came to baking anything, but I've learned that you really do have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just got a convection oven and I Ooh. don't know how to use it. And everyone tells me it's amazing for baking and getting an even bake. And but there's a conversion for the time. So I have to and the temperature. Mm-hmm. So I have to figure that out. Okay. I just got my Excalibur dehydrator yesterday. Ooh, cool. And I'm excited to use that as a proofing drawer. I didn't know you could do that, but I'm excited to try it for some other baked goods and stuff. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Do you ever watch um, the British baking show? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, they always have that special proofing yes. thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, if I just would have known about that when I was building this house, mm-hmm. I may have put one in my kitchen. Or the oven door that disappears underneath. Yes, yes. that's cool too. I love it. Very cool. Okay. What's your husband's favorite dessert? Scott's favorite dessert is carrot cake. Really? And oh, never guessed that. Loved that. He used to, we used to live by this grocery store at Central Market, which is like a branch of the HEB down in Texas grocery stores. And it was right next to our apartment in Dallas. And they had um, in their bakery section, they made these carrot cakes with this cream cheese icing mm. and Scott would go get it and <laughs> loved it. And then this past year I started making one from scratch and he said, it's better. Oh yeah. He loves it. <laughs> making one tomorrow. So uh, yeah. Oh, perfect for Easter. It. Yeah. That's I was cool. going to make it, but Nita. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Nita's yeah, allergic to yeah. nuts. Um, okay. What's Brian's favorite dessert? Uh, carrot cake is really? one of his favorite ones. Yeah. That's really weird because most people don't like yeah. it. So oh. yeah. And he really likes Boston cream pie. That was like my first, I really need to learn to bake to make this for my husband. Mm-hmm. I think I've told that story before how it was like some lady in England when they lived there that made it for him once in his life. And he has like a childhood memory of this one cake in England. And so that one was a brown eyed baker recipe that I tried and loved it. Okay. But it was like getting over two fears because it has pudding and cake. Mm -hmm. And I was terrified to make pudding from scratch and terrified to learn cakes. So I had to learn both of them. Mm -hmm. He's a big pudding fan, isn't he? He likes a good pudding. Yeah. He loves pudding. Yeah. Jared's is pecan pie. So we do a lot oh, yeah. of pecan pie, pecan pie bars. Yeah. I was, I was asking, cause I was going to bring a dessert today and I was like, what kind of dessert show? Pecan pie. Okay. So 
leave us with your best tips and tricks. Tell us okay. any kind of tips and tricks you have. So, um, for like cookies and brownies, one of my favorite things that I learned that gave me the magic was, <laughs> um, slamming on the counter, which was not something what? I ever did. So with brownies, so like if you bake brownies, like halfway through, pull them out, slam them, give them a good slam on the counter. Okay. And it gives you those pretty cracks oh. in the top and then you put it back in until it's done. And with cookies, same thing when they're done, you pull them out while they're cooling, you slam them whenever you put them on the counter and you get those good wrinkles. So that's nice. my favorite for cookies. And then with cakes, um, I think I told you these the other day, we were talking about the crumb layer yes. um, for icing yes. cakes. I was like, why is there, my, why is my frosting never pretty? There is so many problems with <laughs> icing cakes that you don't realize there are like really good solutions to, but, um, when you level off a cake, especially, so you cut the dome off the top, you're going to get crumbs everywhere. So a good option to start with is just do a thin layer of icing all over the cake and then chill it for about 15 minutes in the fridge and then pull it out and finish with another layer. Mm -hmm. um, and then you I also told me to like clean the knife, but like, yes, between each. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't want to get crumbs down into the, mm -hmm. into the icing as you go. Yeah. I also so do things sure too quickly. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I, you have to have patience <laughs> with cake decorating. I've realized uh, you do the other day. I put one in the freezer for a little bit cause I needed it really solid so that nothing moved whenever I did those extra colors mm -hmm. on there mm -hmm. for miles birthday cake. And so, um, if you just freeze it for like 15 minutes or so, and then okay. bring it back out, that's set pretty good. And then okay. you can decorate a little bit better. What's your favorite cake you've ever made? Ooh, I really, really like the dark chocolate espresso cake and it's got mini chocolate chips in it. Was that Miles's? That was Miles. Okay, that was very good. It is definitely my favorite. I use it for a lot of different cakes. Um, and that one is always that I spice like that cake one. at Christmas was the spice fantastic. cake was really good. Yes, that was really good one at Christmas. Too. I really enjoyed that. But um, what I've been doing with cakes is when I cut the top off of the layers, I freeze them, mm -hmm. and then um, you can keep those for about a year frozen in the freezer. But I also keep excess icing, cream cheese icing, and then um, you can make cake balls. So I've got, which I thought was a great idea. Wait, wait, say that again. You, okay. With, so like when what? she cuts the dome off, she'll I just stick it in the freezer. Yeah. I was throwing them away. Cake balls out of it. I always eat such. it. Yeah. <laughs> so Scott would pick on it a little bit and then it would sit out as scraps for a while. And then it would get tossed or something. And I was like, what can I do with this? Cause this is like made from yeah. cake and it's a lot when you cut that dome off. Yeah. And so I just threw it in the freezer and thought, I'll think about it later. And then I looked up a cake ball recipe for one of the kids something I think it was like a Christmas dessert that I made mm -hmm. and it was somebody had commented on that recipe board like oh by the way save your dome tops and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing because then it's um your cake balls are like a mixture a little bit of that cream cheese icing and your cake and so you crumb it up and you mix all that together to make the cake ball and then you'll dip it in like um, melted chocolate or whatever, but wow! And now I have like Ooh. every type of flavor of cake that I make. That fun? I end up with a, like three or four domes in the freezer, so then I can make like different flavored cake balls just whenever I want, which is really exciting. So, would this be a bad idea if you were to like, because you want to food process it, or do you just crumble it? Does that make sense? I just crumble it. So, before putting it in the freezer, could you crumble it with the frosting and then make the balls and freeze them? You probably could. I just haven't looked at how long the last. It would last. Yeah. Okay, which that makes sense. Surely they would last the same amount of time. I don't know if it would dry out once it's crumbled. I don't mm -hmm. know if that would make it worse or better. Did you say six months? Is that what you said? You can keep it for up to a year. 
Oh, wow. If you freeze it right. So if you double wrap it in plastic wrap and yeah. then foil and then put it in a plastic bag, you can keep it for a year. Okay. Okay. So have you seen the, I, I keep looking it up to see the name. It's Momofuku Milk Bars Cookbook. No. By Christina. Okay. You would probably really like it. She, it you, up. I know if you saw her cakes, she is like the gal that made all of the modern baking popular maybe 10, 15 years ago. But okay. she does all sorts of fun stuff where, um, like she has an ice cream bar where she basically invented like cereal milk ice cream, you know, oh. after you eat sweet cereal and then the milk is all sweet yeah. and just like cake pops were kind of her thing. Like she's the gal that thought of those, but really fun, like beautiful, fun, fetty cakes, mm. the cookie crumble type cakes, all that is stuff yes. that she thought of, but years ago. So anyways, I think her cookbook looks so fun. What was her name? Uh, Christina Tosi, I think, but the cookbook is called Momofuku Milk Bar, M-O-M-O-F-U-K-U Milk Bar. Oh, um, we, we watched her on Chef's Table. We love Chef's Table, but Chef's Table is usually like, I mean, she's, she's an award-winning cook, but Chef's Table is usually meals hers was just all desserts and it was so oh my gosh it just looked so good so it's a fun episode to go watch if you want to go find it yeah i think it's on netflix okay um you also have these certain sprinkles that you use Mm -hmm. on a lot of things Mm -hmm. that make everything look very fancy and fun (laughs) and like i don't know where those came from i've never seen anything like that (laughs) what are these sprinkles they are fancy sprinkles (laughs) just called fancy sprinkles sprinkles. okay there's like several brands that do it that's just the one that i've used but um, I was seeing the same thing, what? <laughs> like pretty decorated cakes and these sprinkles would just be the most special thing. Like, where did these come <laughs> like from? The detail, They're not at the grocery store. The detail would just be magical. And I was like, I have to have this. Where is this coming from? And so I went on a deep dive of the sprinkle search and found, and I asked a couple bakers actually on Instagram, like, where the heck are you buying <laughs> yes. the sprinkles? And so there was that one. And then um, there was another one called... Um, Sweeta Polita. Sweeta and it's, uh, they make very similar. So I've just stuck with Gosh. fancy sprinkles because I haven't seen anything like more special on their site, but it's all very similar. Okay. But it's good stuff. That's so fun. It just makes it that much more fancy. <laughs> and it, like I, all I, the different textures and layering of it. I want to so buy nice. all of those. Yes. And the holiday ones are magic. Just absolute magic. I'm going to put a reminder in my phone. Wait, look at this. Before, oh my god, That's gosh. a good idea. I'm going to put a reminder in my phone at like the end of November. Buy yourself some cool Christmas sprinkles. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just- oh my gosh. She's showing me on Instagram. They're so beautiful. <laughs> okay. So did you have any questions, Lexi, that you thought I don't of? I think so. I've kind of asked along the way. As I've- okay. Okay. Anything else that you want to tell us? Um, I mean, I'm still very amateur. There's a lot left to learn for sure. Cause I just started getting into like the ganaches and stuff and the drips oh and the, gosh. and the textures of those things are all very challenging. Mm-hmm. I've, Oh, I will tell you this one tip. I'm is making a cake for a baby shower and it was chocolate ganache. Mm-hmm. And I thought I knew what I was doing. I watched lots of videos, read lots of tutorials, ruined the cake. <laughs> and this was like an oh. hour before I was supposed to be there. And I could, no. I was like, Oh no, Oh no, I cannot take it like this. 
I scraped that thing down to the crumb layer okay, and just tossed it out, made some more icing really quick and started wow. with something more simple. And I think in the past I would have just been like, I'm going to have to go pick up a cake for her because I, there's nothing yeah. to do now, mm-hmm. but, um, you can do it. You can just scrape it down to the crumb yeah. layer and start again, chill okay. it again for 15 minutes after you get it down to the crumb layer and then just start again. Okay. Cause it's not the cake is still good and still probably layered in there. And okay. Which brings me to a question that I thought of. Okay. I always want to bake things, but I don't want to like make the moment that I'm making it for feel stressful or rushed. Mm -hmm. So tell us about baking in advance. Is that possible? Yes. So, um, I like to bake my cakes the day before because decorating can sometimes be challenging, like in that situation. So if you start to finish a cake, it can take you several, like few hours. Like it took me half a day one time to make <laughs> like decorating it done. And it can be really stressful, especially if you're in a time crunch. So if you can make the cake a couple days in advance, even, um, they freeze really well. So do you, you stick can, them in the freezer those two days? You can't. Okay. And so what you do Wrapped, is you want to pull it, you wrap it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You freeze it. So you get it totally iced and then you freeze it for about 20 minutes. And once the icing is all set, then you wrap it with plastic wrap really good a mm-hmm. couple times and you can put it in the freezer. Um, and then you want to pull it out the night before, let it thaw in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're going to get drips. It'll drip mm-hmm. down the side mm-hmm. as it thaws out um, on the counter. So you want to, you want to let the temperature change. Or yeah. You okay. want to thaw it out in the fridge overnight. And then about an hour before the event, you can pull it out at room temp. Oh, cool. But, um, I make the layers the day before and you can just wrap them good and leave them out on the counter mm. if you want. Um, and then, uh, you can just decorate the next day. So your cake's all done. You're just doing your icing and your decorating Okay, the day of, which cool. makes it less stressful. Cool. Sounds good. Yep. That's what yeah. I do. That's that what you taught me to do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to try that next time. It's nice. All right. Well, you're always so inspiring to talk oh about with gosh. cakes. It makes me want to go and make something <laughs> do this, but then I put like zero of the research in that you have. It's fine. It's fine. Everything will be fine. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys have felt inspired from this episode. Also, um, it, it has made me think about our nostalgia episode. Um, just giving our kids the feels about Mm -hmm. things and wanting to point them to Christ and um, just the beauty of the world that he's created. So anyways, happy baking. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.